Well, who looks confident and who looks concerned? With the clock running out on the campaign, things are happening inside all the campaigns, and the insiders are here to help us understand what and why. Jamie, Kathleen, and David all here again tonight. Now, you got to admit, the pulse must be quickening a little bit. I mean, you're getting close now, right? For sure. We're in the last two weeks. I mean, I, I have to say, Peter, off the top, that we should really take a moment for all of those thousands of campaign staffers and volunteers who are in their 65th, 66th day of working this campaign. They've run out of clean laundry. They have no groceries. <laughs> they haven't returned any of the calls from their mother for the last several weeks. Um, and these are people who are working hard for a democracy. So they're great. And but, they're just getting started. And, yes, yeah. that's right. And now the real work begins. Well, yeah. let's talk about that real work, because there's some tough decisions, one assumes has to be, have to be made in all those war rooms about these final days and how exactly they campaign. Well, it depends how your campaign's going. If it's going, everybody, as we talked about uh, last week, has some target ridings that they're very concerned about, target EDAs. And if your campaign's going well, then you get the ability to expand on those and maybe add some that you didn't think at the beginning of the campaign you could do so well on. And if things aren't going so well, you're going to have to contract that. And the best way to figure that out is to watch where the leaders go. Mm -hmm. If you see a leader going to member-held ridings, that means the campaign's worried about hanging on to them. If you see the leader going somewhere where they never would have thought they could have won, won then they're in good shape. Okay, in a minute I'm going to ask you to, to, to put your partisan hats on for a moment and look at the other campaigns and tell me what you're seeing when, when you look at them. But staying on that theme of general movement within each party, what, uh, what's happening in these last Well, few it's days. true. Like Jamie says, um, in the beginning part of the campaign, really communications, you're trying to set the narrative with the tour. But certainly in the last two weeks, the organization folks take over the direction of the tour and determine where you go more so. So I can give you an example. In the 2011 um, election campaign, um, obviously we were uh, riding some momentum um, with the NDP and with Jack Layton. So we put together uh, a tour, that whistle stop tour in the last E-1 that went from Montreal all the way to Toronto, beaches and Scarborough area. And um, I remember talking to journalists. I was trying to tamp down expectations of the crowd because we were going to Kingston en route. And I said, listen, it's Kingston, not really a hotbed of New Democratic support. Won't be, you know, big numbers. But then all of a sudden, the police were called in. We had thousands of people in the street. And it was, you know, turned out to be pretty fun. But that was when we were riding a wave of momentum. There's also, when you're looking at other parties and you're seeing if they're going back to, as Jamie said, the Save the Furniture campaign, they're going back into their ridings, which we may see in the next coming weeks. David? Well, I mean, we're down to the short strokes for the campaign strategists. In a week, 10 days at the most, they can all go home and chew their fingernails and watch other people execute on the final few days of the plan. Right now, I suspect that everybody is, uh, everybody is uh, tweaking what they've been doing because every party right now faces the same challenge in one respect is they all need more votes. Nobody's going to be low bridging or cruising their way uh, to the finish line here. And I think you'll probably see different advertising. I think you'll probably see different kinds of leaders tours going to different places. And those are really the tools that they have to work with. And I, I suspect that everybody is making some final alterations at this point be a busy time in headquarters everywhere. Well, help me uh, understand what you're seeing from a partisan viewpoint. One of the beauties of this panel is that we stay as nonpartisan as possible. But at this point, it must be awfully hard, hard to do that. But when you're looking at the other parties, and Kathleen, you, st you start, what are you seeing and what is it telling you about their state? Well, it's interesting. Um... Harper still is going into conservative 
um, held writings. So today he was in Oshawa, and then he was back in Saskatchewan. So those are conservative writings. So that's interesting. So you have to watch his pattern. I think that Justin Trudeau obviously is riding some momentum, um, and you can see some indications that he may be running a bit more of a front-runner campaign, doing a bit less media, holding back um, media veil. Tom Mulcair, for the time being, is certainly still going out into conservative writings. He's going into non-incumbent, but we'll see if that changes next week. I, I would say we're not quite an endgame. I think we have a few more days, but certainly people in headquarters are are finalizing those flyers and they're sending them to the printer in the next two to three days and uh, they don't they can't change the message after that what are you seeing jamie yeah i, I think that's a pretty fair assessment of, of what's going on i think the interesting thing is uh, mr trudeau obviously has got some momentum mr mulcair is going to have to fight to get back that position that he had at the beginning of that campaign owning because he was running a kind of front-runner's campaign at the So beginning. we'll have to see how he does about that. And, and Mr. Harper, I mean, again, it's the strength or the faults of his strengths. He's, he's got a group of people that are really loyal to him, and he's got to make sure that every last one of them comes out to vote and then gets a little bit more because, as David says, right now he doesn't have enough votes to win. David, where are you seeing? Well, I, I do think that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals have some momentum, uh, but I think that there's a long... Uh, Everybody's a long way from where they want to be. I think the conservative vote has proven to be surprisingly resilient in certain parts of the country, especially in uh, Ontario. Um, and so that they've got to be feeling pretty good about that. But they have to decide how they get from where they're at, which is not as terrible as it may have looked in the Mike Duffy trial, to a majority, which has really got to be the end game for them because anything short of that probably leaves them out of government. And so they probably have to swing for the fences in these last two weeks to try to get from where they are to a majority. How do you swing for the fences? Uh, well, by saying that you might ask public servants to wear kneecaps. Um, you, take out, you take positions that are a little further out there than maybe you might have been prepared to go before. You take some chances in where you spend money. Maybe you don't go to Saskatchewan anymore and hope that you hold those ridings and you yeah. spend all your time in the 905 trying yeah. to pull in every one of those ridings that you can. So you have to take some chances. I think the NDP, and I hope Kathleen doesn't get mad at me because we're really great friends, but I think the NDP faced the toughest choice of all here, which is that they uh, started this campaign with the ambition of government and I wouldn't say that that isn't possible anymore because there is two weeks to go and mere weeks ago they were leading but I think they actually are probably are in their headquarters facing a choice right now between do we try to alter what we're doing in an attempt to get back into the game for government um, or are we going to, because even as disappointing as their polling numbers might be right now, it would still be their best ever result other than the last election. So do they hunker down, solidify a new normal base for them, which would be the largest base that they've ever had other than the past four years, and live to fight another day? Because if they still try to play in 300 uh, and some ridings across the country, they could weaken, stretch themselves too thin and even lose that Base. These are the kinds of choices that people face in the last restaurant. Yeah, well, I would just retort is that one thing I think we haven't addressed, and, and, and David and Jamie, I think, would agree with me, is that this is a really going to be a regionally fought battle. So mm. whether you're in Madawaska, Restigouche out there in uh, New Brunswick, or whether you're in Vancouver North, um, these are where these fights are going to be happening. And again, I said this last week on the show, you know, whether you win a seat with 45% or yeah. 95%, and I think the pluralities, um, you know, are really going to matter. And I, I would, you know, um, in defense of uh, the strategy, I think that, you know, what they have done, the New Democrats, in the last uh, week is really differentiated themselves on the issue of the TPP. Well, certainly on the TPP. Yeah, they, when, they when an issue like that
that lands in your lap, the largest trade agreement ever in history, um, they have come out with a clear stance. And they've got that brought the fight back between Harper and Mulcair and where we're seeing Mr. Mulcair, Trudeau on the sidelines a Jamie, bit. Jamie, you wanted to say something. Well, interestingly, in terms of swinging for the fences, the TPP may be the way that the Conservatives get to swing for the fences. We know Canadians long after the Mulroney-Turner election are free traders. And if the uh, Prime Minister gets a chance to get the messaging on this right, this may be a what they call in, uh, in uh, American politics a September surprise. All right. Uh, we've only got two minutes left. One of the other big areas that Canadians are going to see a lot of if they watch television is they're going to see the TV ads. Mm -hmm. Now, the TV ads will tell us something as well about where the parties feel they are. David? I don't think there's any doubt about that. The uh, Liberals are trying to differentiate themselves from the Conservatives and pull votes away from Harper primarily. Uh, Harper is trying to suppress uh, the Liberal vote that is challenging him in the suburbs uh, of the country. And depending on what choice the NDP make, if they decide they're going to go for government, in my view, that means they have to go after Justin Trudeau, which means Justin Trudeau will likely face the largest barrage of negative uh, ads uh, anybody's ever faced in a Canadian Well, election. negative ads versus positive happy ads, you'll be able to tell something looking at those right now. Well, yeah, what message do you want to send? And it's true that some of the ad space may be bought already, but the ads haven't been sent, you know, to be played yet. Trafficked is the word you use. And so that's what the parties are deciding. And they make multiple kinds of ads, various cuts, and then they send them out. But I would say, you know, for instance, it would be smart, I would imagine, for Mr. Mulcair's team to look at a fighting, you know, and look at the target seats they want in southwest Ontario, in parts of Quebec, in parts of the interior BC, and what message is going to resonate most there so they can still build that national government. All right. I've got time for a last word, Jamie. Well, the last word is we've talked a lot about the power of television advertising. There's no question. It's most powerful tool in a campaigner's arsenal, but you can wait too long. And, you know, we've all talked about these party pants uh, strategists who are waiting to the end. They think they're going to bombard everybody as if though everyone's been hibernating up until now. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, we're going to have all these ads that are going to actually be determinative. I'm actually not sure they've got that right. All right. I think Thanksgiving weekend, a lot of minds could get made up over this yeah. coming week. And not exactly. by, not by ads, but by... And conversation yeah. with Smart families. sisters and yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and replaying the insiders. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We thank you all.